Welcome to the Kids and Money Podcast. This is Chad Jones. I'm a certified financial planner with Allen & Company in Lakeland, Florida. And uh, we're welcoming you back to the uh, the radio show, the podcast, the, the the blog on air, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they call it a lot of things these days, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I forgot I'd cover all our bases. And we got Kevin, who's producing for us. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate having you with us. Sure, happy to be here. And then uh, Robin, our marketing director, of course, always uh, keeping me straight and keeping us going and stretching these, these uh, segments out so we can... Uh, Fill it because I, I am the I, king of the short response. I so. think that's a nice way of saying she <laughs> talks a lot, so you're invited. That, oh, that'll gosh. work. Okay. If you want to find uh, our other podcasts or blogs, you can go to alleninvestments.com uh, and it's under the what is it, news and media? Yes, uh, what's the headline? Yes, yeah, and uh, you can find us there. You can probably just Google it and find it that way as well. Absolutely, Allen Investments and then you know, Kids and Money podcast or Kids and Money blog. But last time we were together, uh, we were talking about opportunity costs. What we've done is we've started going back through each lesson and really kind of taking a deeper dive of it. And so uh, two podcasts ago, we were starting with the foundational, what is the proper definition of rich? And we broke that down for that podcast. Please go listen to it. And we followed that up with kind of the first lesson, talking about opportunity costs and, and, and making your kids aware of that construct uh, because it's so key and under not just get you could tell a kid to do a budget but understanding why they're doing a budget is obviously a whole nother level and uh, when they can understand the concept of opportunity cost and you name it and you do it over and over and over iteratively uh, it, it becomes more impactful uh, and they uh, tend to use their budget more wisely, which uh, we'll probably have a whole show about what the wise thing to do is. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that always makes me a little nervous. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think it's going to be really important because we'll probably have some new listeners right. that you remind people that you came up with this, you developed this curriculum because right. you have um, smaller people in your household. Right, they're yeah, not smaller I'm down, anymore, and I'm down to one in the household now. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Drop, drop Jackson off at West Point two weeks ago, so he belongs to the army now for the next nine years. <laughs> they, what I have found, my son being in the Navy, they it's harder for them to get to you to get to the money. Right, it, there's a, <laughs> yeah, there are a couple great. barriers in there, especially when out. they're in boot. They you don't hear too much from I, them. I, then. I gotta admit, I almost got emotional looking at his. Um, I was writing him a letter. I write him a letter every day because that's all they're getting right now. Right. You can't talk to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking up his balance just so he would know uh, what his balance was. If he needed to know, you know, needed to go buy something before he had his phone back. And it was a lot more in there than last time I saw it. And so I, of course, opened up his account and he had gotten his first paycheck from the uh, defense what DFAS, whatever that stands for. I was a finance officer. I don't even remember what it stands for anymore. But DFAS is the entity that pays you in the military. So okay. to see that he got his first paycheck. That's quick, Chad. That was Asher cool. wasn't paid that quick in the yeah. Navy. I guess they start alphabetically. A comes before N. I right, don't right. know. It took him quite a while to get his. And I'm like, and then he changed everything. They went through the credit union right. and things. Every branch is a little different. but Yeah, and so because we knew we were kind of dropping him off for the next nine years, I mean, obviously we're going to get to see him. You know, it's, it, it is a normal college you will go to You respects. will go to graduation, yeah, especially, right, at, right, right. I mean, boot camp graduation, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 we'll, go yeah to we, we'll, we'll go to that. And uh, But knowing he was going, um, and this was a few years ago, we didn't know he was going at that point, but I, I'm one of those parents that I, the clock is ticking loud, loudly in my head of how much longer I have the kids under the roof, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's a good thing so that I can appreciate them because I'm such a forward-looking person and my wife is that great balance to kind of help me. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. Right. Uh, but I've always been kind of aware of how much time we had. So 
we decided we were going to do this huge vacation to Europe. Now, I was stationed in Germany, and we've been in Europe on the cheap because we were living there, but the kids were so small, they have fleeting memories of, of anything at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we, we did all the kind of the highlighted stuff as tourists would do. But So I was like, I want to go back, and I want to – it's a selfish motive. It's like I want to be the guy that takes them there and creates a memory in Europe that they can remember. You know, So a couple years ago, three years ago, we started planning it to happen in a year. Now it was going to be much shorter, and we weren't going to do as much stuff. But as fate would have it, we entered this COVID period, and so we didn't get to go, and we kept planning, and we kept saving, kept planning, kept saving, so that when we finally were able to go this summer before taking him to West Point, which kind of the timing was even better because it's right. like it truly was a last hurrah, we had saved quite a bit. So I want to make sure the listening audience, I, I don't want to sound cavalier like, oh, we went on this two-week vacation to Europe. Okay, this has never happened before. Right. <laughs> so, And it's going to be a while before it ever happens again. And we had three years to plan and save for it. So I don't want to, I'm always, I want to be careful that it didn't right. sound. I, but I think it's really important too, the discipline. I think the thing that impresses me always, um, certainly with you, is that you continue to be disciplined. In other words, we knew what we wanted to do three years ago. You could have stopped saving. You could have put that right. towards something else. Right. Um, but there were you, certainly opportunity costs. So, involved a- there, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, I really applaud that you are celebrating the disciplines that you've put in place. And so much more importantly, you know, as the parents, we know when we celebrate, we make our choices and do our things because we're the ones who have earned the money. But sure. for your children, to see that and your children are grown now and for them to see you having consistently done this right you know this i mean you this is an irreplaceable life lesson exactly exactly irreplaceable life lesson certainly a lot of once in a lifetime as a family together in this season Mm -hmm. you know you're not going to get this time back never Mm -hmm. i do have some funny stories that you know some stretches uh that we we made and had fit the budget, but uh, had me sweating. <laughs> you times. were sweating. Oh my gosh! I was sweating because my thing is once you return, there's a, there's an adage for this, and I think Dave Ramsey uses it, but I, it's not coming to mind right now. But basically, when you are done with the vacation, you're done paying for the vacation. You know, there, there's there's n- there's nothing left. You right? don't come left home over. with extras. Right. right. I'm not paying for my European vacation a year after I took it. You know mm-hmm. that so. I had to stay within a certain budget. Uh, you know, there were there were. I, I always plan for stretching. <laughs> you know, I sure. got a target, but if we have to go over, we have to go over. Kind of a deal. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll 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 cover those things and more, and we'll certainly kind of bring in the lessons uh, that applied in so many aspects of this trip. And and you're right, the overall aspect was discipline equals freedom. We got to do all this stuff because of that discipline and the lessons we've learned over the years. And uh, so when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll start with my first story. All right, so we're back and we're talking about this. Uh, if you remember the Griswolds and the National Lampoon's vacation, we certainly felt like the Griswolds here a few weeks ago. It was the first uh, couple weeks of June, and, and we took this uh, European vacation that we've been planning for three years, and the four of us, right? So my son was 18 and daughter 16, and my wife and I... Uh, my wife and I have traveled Europe before, so, you know, we, we weren't concerned about that. Uh, and we decided we were going to fly into Rome. And from Rome, we were going to fly and then train into Switzerland. And then from Switzerland, we were going to Germany, from Germany to Paris, 
fly back to Rome to fly back home. So two weeks. And uh, I'll start off with a story, and then I'll, have to, I'll come back to the beginning. But um, one of the things I did in preparation is I saw that, okay, it's going to be a while before we can go on this trip. We're going to be able to save some more. So I went to each of the kids, and I said, okay, I want you to tell me an activity or something you really want to do. I mean, we're, we're going to see the stuff we're going to see, but what's something you want to do? And I'll let each one of you pick something. And uh, so my son came back, and he was like, I want to go paragliding in the Swiss Alps. I, I take that back. First thing he says, I want to hang glide in the Swiss Alps. I'm like, well, we can't do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> I said, but well, we can paraglide. And I explained the difference between the two. He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, whichever one we can do. I want to, I want to paraglide in the Swiss Alps. I'm like, you know, that sounds really cool. And in my head, I was like, that's probably super expensive. So did some Googling. Um, you know, it's showing in like Swiss francs and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, you can easily kind of figure out. But I kind of got a budget for that. I'm like, okay, no problem. We'll do that. And my daughter came up with, uh, you know, we're going to Paris, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I want to eat. She goes, there's a restaurant in the Eiffel Tower, I've heard. I want to eat in the restaurant in the Eiffel Tower. Now, my dumb self was like, oh, compared to the paragliding, this is going to be cheap. You know, I just, oh. I, don't ask me why I thought that. Oh. But I certainly just thought that it was some touristy little burger and fry type of restaurant. And, and I said, Where no Where they have problem. counters and you're standing and yeah, eating yeah, exactly. and it's crowded. Because I, I've been to the Eiffel Tower a few times. I don't remember some big fancy restaurant. So I'm like, yeah, I think it's like a hot dog stand. <laughs> I don't know. So let's qualify <laughs> this, though, too. The event that the, the kids chose was for the whole family. Yes. But it was their premier event during the two-week vacation, right, right? Right, Okay. They understand because of all the lessons they've got from their dad that dad budgets time and money, right? Yeah. And I wanted to be careful with that. And this is, again, where these, these lessons come into play uh, because, as we talk about, money is very relational, uh, relationship-based. And certainly so is spending time together, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so when I was budgeting, I wanted to be careful. I wanted to make sure that we were filling our days efficiently. But I also had to be careful that... I wasn't making them feel slave to an agenda, right? That's so, a really hard thing to do it's a hard with balance. young people. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think Kevin was telling us before off air that uh, you took a tour uh, through Europe, uh, and it was mostly a bus tour, correct? Yeah, it was a, a bus tour that went to, like, all the major spots in Europe we wanted to go to, me and my family. I was actually, I was 14 when we went on the trip, okay. so I was pretty young. We went to London. We went to Paris. Uh, we went to several parts of Germany. We went to Switzerland. So it was pretty cool, everything that we saw. But yeah, at that age, I didn't appreciate everything we were doing as much because it did feel like we were on a schedule going bus tour throughout exactly. like, each, yeah, each city to city. Exactly. A 14-year-old mindset, that would be hard to kind of, I mean, the parents are excited and the kid's like, okay, when can we just get there? What is this thing we're seeing? <laughs> right. Know, what is this really? Yeah. So it's more the memories that I have from that because in the moment I didn't appreciate as much as I wish I would now. Right. Yeah. Uh, but all those places, it was amazing to experience that at that age. And I feel like I got a perspective that a lot of people don't have at that age, seeing yes. all the different cultures and That's stuff. That's right. So it was very valuable for me. And I'm so glad you brought up that point uh, because that's what, for people who are listening, you know, like uh, on the fence, whether they should go to Europe or whatever, and you know, take their kids, the exposure they get, just like Kevin said, to different cultures and everything, it just, you, you become a wiser person. You're just a more, um, what do you call it? Maybe appreciative uh, too. Certainly appreciative of just a a man or woman of the world. Like mm -hmm. you just, you, you kind of almost carry yourself differently because you've had that type of experience. Yeah, exactly. It really, um, 
from that point forward, I appreciated everything we had uh, in America too, and all the because um, uh, I saw all these different cultures, and I appreciated the cultures, but I also appreciated our own culture just as much. Right, and you're how old now, Kevin? I'm 20. You're 20. So this is six years ago. Do you have memories of being on the bus? Yeah, I do. Actually, okay. our uh, our tour guide for the for the entire thing, his name was Luigi, um, and he he was <laughs> really right. Italian of course, too. Of course, he was. <laughs> he, it was funny because he would like he would uh, make fun of other cultures that weren't Italy because he was so like territorial over being the Italian guy. Um, so it was really cool. He was an interesting guy, and he shaped my uh, my perspective on different people from different cultures as well. That's really cool. Well, thank you, thank you for that. And uh, so yeah, I mean, this is perfect to have Kevin here to speak into, and he kind of remembers what so long ago that he was in the same shoes my kids well, were. Well, yeah, he's kind of the same generation as right, your kids. Right. So going, so that was the, the kind of the first stories that got to pick these two things, and, and we'll come back to those events as they happened. Uh, but going back to planning, so I've never, I've never flown first class before in my life, right? And I always thought now as a responsible adult and choosing, you know, tickets and ticket prices and should you upgrade and all that kind of stuff, I just never understood paying the difference for a first class ticket when it was only a couple hours. I figured if I was ever going to do it, it was going to be for a very long flight so I can truly appreciate it. Well, this definitely qualified as a long flight. It's seven and a half hours there, nine hours back because of the path you have to take and all the air traffic and all that kind of good stuff. So <laughs> I considered first class tickets. Well, when I saw the difference, which was basically $1,000 a seat each way. So if you did it both ways, it was $2,000. Yeah. So I was like, well, then should I do it? If I'm going to do this, should I do first class on the way there and not on the way back or vice versa? You know, should it be part of the excitement of going or should it be part of the restfulness that you're going to need leaving? Mm Mm-hmm. And ultimately what I came up with because of opportunity cost, and my wife and I had this conversation probably for a good 30 minutes because we were both excited, but also both realizing that's a lot of money for us, for anybody. Right. (laughs) We didn't do first class either way. So what I did as a compromise, (laughs) the whole opportunity cost brought this option up is we flew Delta. I don't mind saying that because we had a good experience. And uh, they have another level called Comfort Plus, which is kind of in between coach and first class or whatever they're calling it nowadays. I think it's business class now. But Comfort Plus gave you a little bit more room, a little bit more lateral room, but it wasn't first class. And what I, I booked it early enough that I got bulkhead seating, so right up against the wall. Oh, so you yeah. actually had a lot more a lot room. More space. There's no mm-hmm. one reclining their seat in front of you. So we got all those seats up on bulkhead. So that's what we ultimately ended up doing and saving ourselves the $8,000. <laughs> that you could spend elsewhere, <laughs> cost, right? That that's we could awesome. spend elsewhere. And that was that's ultimately where we settled. Like, look, I have this stuff planned out. Like a lot of stuff is paid for, all our lodging, our, our flights, which are the two biggest line items, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll have a few experiences set up. But there's unknowns, things that we might want to be able to do uh, uh, spontaneously, uh, which always adds to the flavor of a trip, right, if it's a good choice. <laughs> and then, uh, But there's always a story related, whether it's a good, good, good choice or a bad choice. Um, but anyway, we just decided we'd rather have that delta uh, in the budget for other things. And believe you me, that was a wise decision because Uh-oh. by the time we came home, we had basically maxed out. Uh, right. And the thing that helped us max out at the very end was I made a $1,000 mistake at the very end of the trip. So I talked about we flew, so we flew Delta to JFK from Orlando and then into Rome. And we had to fly out of Rome to come back. And our vacation ended us in Paris. So I had to take a small you know, discount jump, jumper airline, kind of thing, yeah. like a JetBlue or something, but what they have over there, 
Ryanair is the big one, a bunch of value jet and all this kind of stuff, back to Rome. And as meticulous as I think that I am, we showed up there at the uh, counter at Paris Orly, which is their smaller airport servicing these uh, value jets. And I had uh, scheduled it for the wrong date. I scheduled it for the day we were actually flying, supposed to fly from Rome back home. So that was $500 for that ticket that we then now cannot use. And it cost me $1,000 to find us an airline that would fly us out that day uh, to get us uh, to Rome in time to catch our flight back. So whatever it cost us was X for the whole trip. It would cost you X minus 1000 bucks. <laughs> If you don't make the the uh, mistake that I made, so yeah, that that hurt a but, little bit. But but that was only one mistake, though. I mean, yeah. really, when you think about that, most people don't plan a trip, even a big trip, for three right. years. Right, right. So, I mean, so there's planes, I mean, trains, and automobiles. Lots of opportunities for mistakes. Yeah. We had much smaller ones, but yeah, that was the big one. And all, the only person I could blame was myself on that. But uh, we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. So this is the Kids and Money podcast, and it's part of the Dollars and Cents, or Beyond Dollars and Cents, excuse me, uh, podcast that we have that you can find on alleninvestments.com. And uh, we're <laughs> hopefully regaling you with uh, stories about our recent trip uh, to Europe, uh, the planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, at least there was no grandmother tied on top of a truck or a SUV, right? <laughs> right. I mean, a do- and a dog as far trailing as I'm willing behind. to admit today, that's yeah. correct. That okay, well, that's happen. good. That's good to know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we, we started our trip and, uh, all went well. We had our bulkhead seating because we decided not to do uh, uh, first class and it was wonderful. And, and, uh, and the kids were excited, you know, they don't remember being on flights that long, which they were when they were much tinier. And, uh, we get over there and get to Rome, but we land and it's six thirty in the morning, their time. Right. So mm-hmm. it's what one thirty AM our time. And we didn't get a lot of sleep. And I said, okay, kids the the idea is here we got to push we got to push through and not go to sleep <laughs> not take naps so i did purposefully you, did you stay in rome then for yes. a day or two i would imagine we stayed there for f- three days okay so you had a whole day now with yeah. no sleep but and i purposefully set up our uh, rome coliseum tour as, as the coliseum and the forum right. uh, senate forum for later that afternoon because it was supposed to be about two or three hours long so i, I was like i'll have it at three We'll do that for two, three hours. We'll have dinner. And then if you fall asleep at eight or nine, okay. But at least right. we made it past dinner. No naps because I know if they lay down for a nap, that nap was going to be epic. Right. So <laughs> for any of us. Anyway, we got there and I, again, my meticulous planning self, I had set up these tours like a month or two months, even more before we got there. Mm-hmm. And I got this thing where I just had it in my head that this tour started at 345 and I never confirmed on my schedule. It was just in my head. It's 345. I know it's 345. It wasn't 345. It was 315. So once we realized it, it was already too late. We were going to miss it. And I'm already like, great. Day one. (laughs) I've paid this non-refundable money. And so I call the place. And surprise, they even answered. And then you're worried, are they going to be able to speak, speak to English, you? English, yeah. And this guy was amazing. Later on, we find out he speaks like six languages. That works there. And I'm like, well, why are you? Whatever pennies you're making here, you could be making a lot more money elsewhere. But anyway, um, he's like, look, if you want to, you show up. He goes, we're booked. We're booked. People are traveling again, right? Right. And, uh, and he goes, we're booked. But the thing that happened to you today happens to people. So you can show up. 
and just sit and hope that there's space, you know, for uh, and, and we'll stand by. Yeah, stand by. And we'll allow you for a price, of course, mm-hmm. to join the group. <laughs> wow. Like, Negotiable. Like, price, please. <laughs> So we we were fortunate enough on another day, we showed up and we waited and we waited and waited and it kind of dawned on me. It's not like you're on a ride where there's seats. You're just a group walking well, around. I was just kind of wondering yeah. that. How could it be crap? I mean, if you're in that physical location, you're walking the You are walking around. The premises, it, The only right? thing I realized at one point was it is very tight, um, tightly monitored uh, who gets into the Coliseum like the groups that get in and all that kind of stuff. From a security perspective? Both a security perspective and I think just a uh, capacity perspective okay, okay. because it it was, you know, it's a very popular, obviously, uh, thing to go see because mm-hmm. it's so large and you can walk around in it versus a lot of things we see in Europe. We just look at it, take a picture of it, and keep moving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require a tour. Uh, but the Coliseum requires, I think, to truly appreciate I mean, you can walk around outside of it and take pictures, mm-hmm. but required a tour. So anyway, we, we, we showed up, and fortunately, he was like, all right, you guys can, can join this. And, uh, you know, we had to pay a fee, but that was more. Again, I had to pay more, right? Just like I had to pay the $1,000. So I knew this stuff would happen. I just didn't know to what degree it would. <laughs> was hoping against hope that it wouldn't, you know, bust our budget. And, and fortunately, it did not, ultimately. Um, but we got there, so we're there. And like I told you before, I talked to the kids. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a spending budget for, I have a spending budget for each of you. Mm-hmm. My son had a job, but my daughter didn't. And, you know, it's kind of, it's trying to be fair. And we had time to save and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, you both are going to get X. Uh, I don't know if you want me to share. I can share, but uh, that's totally up to okay, you. Okay, so we'll just say X, right? Uh, that that they could spend. And I was like, look, we're going to be in four different countries. We're going to be shopping pretty much the entire time. You know, if we're not in a tour or whatever, we're just kind of walking around and window shopping or what mm-hmm. have you. And uh, it'd be cool. Of course, you're going to want to buy souvenirs or whatever. And the last thing I wanted was the constant, "Hey, Dad, what about this? Hey, Dad, what about this?" Right. So I put it in their hands, right? So that was the conversation is like, I want you to be in control of the money you spend. And certainly an ancillary benefit is I don't want to be hounded. <laughs> you know, you make win, your decision. Win. I said, what I will do for you, it's a choice that you have. So an opportunity cost, I can either give it all to you now for the whole trip and you monitor what you spend. But if you're not careful and you see a bunch of cool stuff in Rome and you spend it all there and then you get to Switzerland, and you see some or Paris, you know, you're not going to have anything. That's yeah. on you. I said, I can break it up. I can give you one quarter of it, you know, for each country since we're going to four different countries. We could do it. And and this was a conversation. This is a conversation I think you should have with your kids when you're talking about budgeting. Like, we're going to be in two really big cities like Rome and Paris. Mm -hmm. So we could do, you know, half of it uh, or more than half during those two or like maybe uh, two thirds, you know, a third at each one. And then the two countries like Switzerland and Germany that you don't really think shopping, um, do like whatever. So either I can help you by monitoring how much you get per country, or I can just give it all, all to you. From. What do you think they decided to do? Oh gosh. Okay, Jackson, he hung on to his money. Okay, and Isabel. Oh man, she's a hard one. <laughs> I mean, she's a sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. She wanted Driving. it all too. Okay, Kevin, if you were in that situation, think of your fourteen-year-old self. Your parents are like, we're going to four countries got X amount for you to spend during the whole trip, would you want them to meter it out to you or would you want it all to kind of budget yourself? I'd actually want it all to start because I was um, I was already thinking kind of in a budget mindset, at, not at 14, but at like 16, I was starting to sure. think that way. Okay. But I think most people would be smarter to take it in increments so you don't spend it all immediately. 
I, I can appreciate that. You know, and, and I can appreciate it both ways. Having it all up front, and I didn't realize this until after I gave him the, the choice, is, yeah, you might find that one thing in the third country that you really, really like, and it's more than half your budget, but it's what you really, really want. You have that opportunity versus if I meter it out, you saw that, you're like, well, I don't have enough. Right. Now, uh, do I, now the question, do I borrow from the next country? And then now dad's going to start talking to me about debt, you know? <laughs> Like it's your own money. <laughs> well, that's what's great about this. How do I dodge? How do I dodge more lessons from Dad? Just enjoy my vacation. <laughs> this is vacation. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. So, so they both decided to take it all up front. I was right. Yeah. Yeah. They both. I knew Jackson's easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he. I mean, at this point in life, that's a gimme. Well, I thought that he might because he had his own money from a job. So right. I was wondering if he would be like, you know, I already have some money. So if I have him meter it out, then, you know, but he did. And, and the reason I thought that is he's he's probably my more, uh, you know, spontaneous child in, in spending. Uh, my daughter's very much like me and very, very. She is. She's always asking me when we do something. She's like, Dad, is that going to be too much? Dad, is that going to be too much? And really? it's almost to a point I'm like, I don't want you to think about that. You know, and she's like, what do you mean you don't want me to think about it? You're always talking about thinking about it. <laughs> like, okay, I appreciate that. But at some point, I just want you to appreciate dad's Enjoy, doing something yeah. for us. And you don't have to worry Enjoy about, am I worrying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can appreciate it. But yeah, they both decided we're going to spend, uh, we, we want control of the, all the money from, from the get-go. And uh, I thought they made some really cool choices. Um, they both spent the bulk in Paris. So that tells you that they saved through those first three countries. Wow. Yeah. And and Jackson certainly had his eye on something in Switzerland that he ultimately decided not to buy. And I think it was wise not to. Uh, and, and it was a hat. It was a hat that in that moment, in that culture and everything would have looked really cool, but it would be misunderstood elsewhere. Not in a bad way. Just, I was like, son, I you're in an emotional moment right now right. where you're like, this looks really cool because yeah. you're seeing other people. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's no. Right. <laughs> I was like, but it's your choice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you you can't get it. But he didn't. And they both bought something on the Champs-Élysées. So that's the, if I'm saying that right, that's the Champs-Élysées. main. Champs-Élysées. Yeah, yeah. The, sh- the, the big shopping road, you know, between the gardens of uh, uh, that are just past uh, the Louvre and uh, the Arc de Triomphe. So um, I, I hope I don't sound like I'm, no, you did that one pretty well. Being full That's of myself by French. trying to say it yeah. the right way. <laughs> no, you I'm didn't. trying to be respectful. <laughs> if I say it, uh, my you know my upbringing is East Hillsboro. It's it's Arc de Triumph. So <laughs> there you go. But anyway, it's a it, beautiful street, and it's they're like 80 feet wide on each side. The sidewalks, right? And you got everything from Louis Vuitton to Foot Locker. You know, wow. it's it's a little bit of everything. And you've obviously been there. I've not. Know, oh, I've well, not. You just, you just know no, the I area. No, really I studied. Well. I studied French. Oh, yeah, okay. I got gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yep. De Triomphe and yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he got himself, uh, Jackson got himself, I call it a, his dad likes watches. I like watches. He, so he's getting into watches and uh, he got himself what I would call a nice starter dress watch. And, and I was like, it's cool because it's a nice watch. You'll have it for a long time mm-hmm. and where you got it and all that kind of stuff will be right. Really, That's really the cool really important part yeah. of it. And he, he did all the talking, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he asked me a couple things, but he just, he handled it and you know, looked at for several options, tried them on, took his time. So it was cool to see that. And then my daughter, I wasn't with her because I, I can't, I can't go into perfume shops because it give me a massive headache. And I don't get headaches. Like that's the one place I get a headache mm-hmm. is you know like Bath and Body Works or or something with a lot of perfume. And so she was interested in perfume. So uh, my wife went in with her, and uh, she got a very nice perfume uh, oh, wow. uh, on the same street in a different store, obviously, mm-hmm. which I couldn't tell you what the name of it was. I don't know. 
But anyway, yeah, so they were very happy with their main purchases. And, of course, That's they bought, so cool. bought a bunch of little stuff. And, and I appreciate their hearts because they both bought stuff for friends, you know. Oh, uh, that's which, wonderful. You know, we didn't make them. We didn't tell them. Um, but they wanted to do that. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Pretty Another cool lesson that, but they've seen that. They're modeling that. That's right. really a tribute to the parents. Now, something was found that would have required them going over their budget. And, and, and I will say one kid and leave them nameless, asked, and uh, it was a hard no from the parents. <laughs> like, no, your budget was carefully decided upon. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go into debt in any form or fashion on this trip, and neither am I. So no. And and besides, Jackson, you're going into the they, service. <laughs> <laughs> they, this kid did not push back. They understood. So oh. No, and, and, you know, we... we over and over and over, we talk about a lot of things, but certainly discipline equals freedom. You know, just the opportunity to do the thing we were doing as a family on the larger scale and certainly on the smaller scale of the things you're, uh, they were able to experience and to buy and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It was, uh, was a lot of fun, and they saw it. They're like, okay, we, we saved, we disciplined, you know, opportunity costs over those three years. There were some things we didn't do. Some were named, some were unnamed that the kids weren't even aware of, mm-hmm. but some they were. And uh, we said we labeled it. We're like, we're not doing that, and instead we're going to put that towards this trip. So uh, was there a conversation about that chat at any point during the trip, or you know the yeah flight there or back yeah what, like I, was was this worth that that choice that opportunity right. cost was this payoff was it worth it to you Yes, I didn't dwell on it, but yes, I brought no, it up a couple times. No, but at one time, times. I think yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want them to feel browbeat. Like, no, like I told no. you, you know, yeah. and, I, and I know that's not what you you yeah. meant, but I think I can come across that way sometimes. I'm like, see, see what happens when you have discipline, you know, and, and it, it doesn't come across the way I intended to come across. So I wanted to be very careful. But yes, there were a couple times I'm like, man, aren't y'all glad we didn't do this? And they're like, oh yeah, this is so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is so cool. Uh, so we'll be back in a minute. I got another another story for you. All right, once again, we're back, and this is the Kids and Money podcast as part of the Beyond Dollars and Cents family of podcasts you can find on allininvestments.com. And, again, we're talking about my, our epic trip to Europe. And uh, in this uh, this kind of last segment, I wanted to talk about uh, one of the funnier, I think, funny now, maybe not so funny then, uh, stories from our trip. So most things that were set up uh, were okay to if we were going to be late or miss it or whatever we were flexible yeah we were flexible thank you um and even like the paragliding which by the way was phenomenal everybody listening if you if if you're ever planning to do something like this like a trip that was my number one from this entire trip i mean we had some really cool family moments swiss alps paragliding the swiss alps it's it's very affordable Mm -hmm. for the thing that it is it's so peaceful look i'm a skydiver i've got over 850 jumps as a skydiver I would do this paragliding now over over skydiving and just it's so peaceful there's no loud vehicle to ride up in and all that kind of stuff you just you literally take a few steps off the side of a, a grassy hill and boom you're airborne and going down into this beautiful valley with alps on both sides and Gorgeous. nobody freaked out in your i mean nobody your freaked out because daughter. they couldn't so so i'll tell this story actually real quick before the the other story <laughs> we were sitting on a bench we were staying in a town called murren halfway up the mountain basically mm-hmm. uh and Lauterbrunnen was the the town down in the valley and that uh, town is famous because apparently that's 
uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, he, he got inspired for the world he's going to create in The Hobbit from visiting Battleburnen, apparently is what we were told. So anyway, gorgeous, just a gorgeous, 72 waterfalls in this region, oh, wow. you know, it, just Swiss Alps and everything. Beautiful. So we decided to do this, and we're told, meet at this bench in town. So we're sitting on the bench, and basically it's where you're coming out of the valley, you get off the cable car, and these guys had already had a flight with some other people. And they come, basically walk by us, don't even slow down. They're like, are you the Joneses? Yes, we are. Follow us. Okay. And next thing we know, we're walking for 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Pretty strenuous walk right up on this side of this hill that we're going to take off from. But 10 minutes tops. We get there. They unfurl their thing right out of their bag. We step over. I promise you within five to seven minutes, all four of us were airborne. Really? So from the time there's like, hey, you're the Joneses, to 15 minutes, we're all airborne over this valley. And it was gorgeous. And it was like a 25-minute trip to make your way down. And they're going real so close to the mountain that you feel like you can touch it. There's no way you can. And you're feeling the mist off of a waterfall. I mean, really? gorgeous. So do they guide you? So they're guiding, and they have a uh, selfie stick, and they're videoing, they're taking pictures. We have all that. Really? So we could prove we were there. Very, very cool. <laughs> and talking to us, and we get down to the bottom of the valley. They plug this thing at the bottom of my phone. It, bloop, it just uploads with all the photos and videos. Mm-hmm. They have the same thing for swiping your card. Swipe your card, and you're done. I mean, within 45 minutes from sitting on the bench to being done in the valley and now going to go walk to Lauterbrunnen, we were done. Efficient. Well, that's what I thought. And I'm like, why? Why was that so efficient? You go skydiving. You're there for half a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? And it dawned on me. We didn't sign a darn thing. We didn't have a safety brief. We had no orientation. There was no waiver? There was no waiver. You have waiver. to do a waiver to do the bouncy ball thing. Absolutely, 100%. And so it dawned on me, I just threw my entire family off of a mountain <laughs> with, with no, no record, <laughs> no waivers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, either we are super efficient or colossally dumb or maybe wow. both. I don't know. <laughs> wow. That, that part of the story is almost as good as the actual like, trip down the mountain. Believe. But that, so that was Jackson's event. And it was wonderful. And again, man, if there was one thing I, I, I urge you to do, if you get to go to Europe, Look, you can paraglide, I'm sure, in Colorado, and I'm sure it's amazing. But if you get to go do it in the Alps, ah, man, it was beautiful. Anyway, so my daughter, again, decided to go. She wanted to go to the restaurant. And Mm -hmm. and now I've learned my lesson quickly because you have to, it's apparently a one- or two-star Michelin restaurant. Oh, boy. (laughs) So when you get your reservations, you have to pay five, I had to pay for four of us, 540 euro up front when I did the reservation three months out. So I did so, and that's, you know, the exchange rate at the time is probably $570 or something like that, U.S. And I'm like, okay, it's a set menu, apparently. I've, I've already paid for it. That made me feel good, you know. Buffet. I, I, I'm done. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, so we're around town. We, you know, we're in, we're in, this is Paris, right? So we've been through three countries, and the taxis have been great. Anytime we wanted a taxi, no problem, no issue whatsoever. Made everything, hit our timelines. It was wonderful. Until... We get to the event that there is no rescheduling, there is no being late, and the taxis like dried up. It was like the weirdest thing. And there were plenty of taxis, they were all red. So very conveniently, they are either signed as green or red. Mm-hmm. It's not just lit up or not lit up. And so they're all red. I'm like, what is going on right now? And we're on the other side of Paris. And I'm like, oh, we got 45 minutes. That's how long I'll give myself. That's good. 10 minutes of fudge time, blah, blah, blah. Cannot find it, cannot find it. And I'm not saying, we couldn't find it for three minutes and it felt like an hour. No, we couldn't find it for like 15 minutes. We couldn't find a ride. 
So finally, I broke down. I was like, let's get an Uber. I was avoiding it because it's much more expensive there. Mm-hmm. We get an Uber. The guy shows up. And I'm glad I don't know his name. Uh, I would say it anyway. But probably the slowest Uber driver on the planet. I mean, mm-hmm. he was so slow. It, it, I mean, traffic moves like water in these cities anyway in Europe. And But we were getting passed by everything. We get passed by giant tour buses. We were getting passed by. Those old ladies it, on bicycles. It was unreal. Yeah. And then it was hot, and we were asking them to turn on the AC because they basically won't do it unless you ask. I assume they're trying to conserve fuel because, you know, prices have always been high in Europe. Mm-hmm. We're experiencing that now here. And he's messing with the car like he's not just never been in this car before, but like no car ever that had AC. <laughs> and the more he messes with it, the slower he drives. <laughs> and we are already late. So I'm calling, I'm calling the restaurant. Yeah, it's called the Jules Verne, and I'm calling the restaurant. I'm like, we are going to be 10 minutes late. Is that okay? They're like, 10 minutes is okay. So I'm like, all right, and and it's lunch. It's not dinner, thankfully, or probably couldn't have been late at all. And uh, my wife is getting so fresh. My wife is the kindest, nicest person you'd ever want to meet. Mm -hmm. We get within sight of the Eiffel Tower, and she's like, stop the car. It's like this Damien voice comes out, right? And we're like, (laughs) stop the car, dude. Believe me, you want to stop if, if we just heard that. And we, we're running, right? And we've been in the Eiffel Tower a couple times already. This is at the end of our four-day stay in, in Paris. And I've got laser focus. I'm just trying to get to the maitre d'. So I'm like hopping rails. And it realize, I realize I know what I'm doing, but my family doesn't know what I'm doing. Oh, boy. And uh, I turn around to see, <laughs> she's going to kill me, my wife, who's in a dress, trying to hop these rails. Straddle the rail. Because <laughs> she's like bound and determined. We are not missing this reservation. And I get the same Damien voice. Are you going to help me? You know, <laughs> there and I'm helping her over rails. We get to the maitre d'. We made it, right? We, we made it to the restaurant. And my son's like, Dad, you didn't have to hop rails. There was a gate. I'm plain as day. But I was so focused. All oh I saw was gosh. a singular path straight to the maitre d', a straight line, you know, shortest distance between two points, straight line. So anyway, we get in there. It was gorgeous. But I will tell you quickly, because I think we're running out of time, that uh, what I paid up front was not going to cover everything. Mm. And so by the time we were done with lunch, it was, I have never paid that much for a meal in my life, and I hope never to again. Uh, but it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Uh-huh. The kids wanted to do some extra stuff, and I didn't say anything. I tried not to show it emotionally. I'm like, okay, okay, because we're never doing this again. So, okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. My my uh, whew, my poor wallet was uh, needed an ice bath. It, you know, oh, had so no. much inflammation. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but we made it. It was gorgeous. It was wonderful. I've still picked the paragliding over doing that. But I'm glad we were able to do what my daughter wanted to do. And it was it was a great time. The trip was wonderful. Certainly, I obviously recommend, you know, having that kind of experience. We rode trains, you know, from, from country to country. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. We had a wonderful time. You had a wonderful time, and you had you. I would have to imagine. I know we want to wrap up. That part of the joy is in the planning and the anticipation yes. of it, and yeah. so the entire experience. You know, if it, I bet if you all had to rate it on a scale of one to ten, the numbers would be beyond right. ten. Right. We so. have our funny stories like that last story, uh, but overall, it was it was phenomenal. It was fun. It was everything we could hoped it would be. So. Opportunity cost can be responsible for irreplaceable memory. That's right. That's, That's right. wonderful. Well, I, I'd ask Chad to share this with us, and I'm really glad that you did because, again, and we've talked about this so many times. You know, I've talked with you and, and other advisors at our firm. 
we work so hard, you know, every day to right. to pay the bills and to keep things rolling. Um, if you don't take the time to plan the celebrations, the time will take you. And so for me to watch you and for you to share this is really greatly appreciated. Well, I appreciate it. It, yeah. it was fun. Uh, I'm always worried about being, you know, on a mic and, 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 and that being fun. But it it's always ends up being fun. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. So, again, you can find our podcast and our blogs at uh, Beyond Dollars and Cents. This is Kids and Money. And I'm Chad Jones. And that was Robin. And that was Kevin. And uh, we appreciate your time and listening to us. And you can, if you need to reach out to me as a certified financial planner, my phone number is 863-616-6054. Or you can reach me on email at cjones at allaninvestmentsplural.com. All right. Thanks. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.